there are vastly better stories to be told within the D&D framework. I feel like there's better stories that you could tell within the world of Stranger Things totally. than the one that they're telling. <laughs> totally. And just like that, and we are back with another did, episode. Did we just turn into an And Just Like That podcast? And just like this, we... <laughs> that's what it... Yes, it's, a, it's an And Just Like That podcast called And Just Like This. <laughs> and it's where we just all stop watching because it's trash. And just like this or that. <laughs> and, th- and just like this, I'm going to stop watching this show right now because it's not... Or that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Do we cannot do this again, Erin. We cannot no. fall down a rabbit hole of talking for fifteen minutes about a TV series no. that has nothing to do with the one that we're supposed to be talking about. This unless mm-hmm. unless it's part of the segment What are you watching this week? <laughs> my favorite you mean my favorite segment? Your favorite segment. Yes. Yeah. Have we I don't think have we sufficiently introduced ourselves. If you don't to quote a to quote a famous pop song, if you don't know us by now, then you'll if never you know don't know us. me by now, you'll never, never, never know me. I promise that you'll never find another like me. It's that's Taylor Swift. It's true. Uh, I I don't know why I just pulled out a pen from the little cup of pens on my desk and I'm just pulled the cap off. I don't know why. Rhonda's anyway. got a pen. I'm sorry. I got a pen. So we are Pop DNA. And you know what? Full disclosure, friends. We had a bit of a week. We did. We're recording this late. Very late. It'll probably be released late and that's fine. And that's you fine. can deal with it. This is a free podcast. This I mean, you can podcast. chill. Okay. And the universe just really showed up for both of us this week. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's the mindset that you're hearing right now. Yeah, exactly. I drink half of a cocktail at 10 a.m. I love it. It happens. It happens. It totally um, does. So, Rhonda, <laughs> yes. what are you watching? Wait, did we sufficiently introduce ourselves? Are we good? I think we're fine. Is that Was that fine? Okay, I think it was fine. Okay, what am I watching this week? <laughs> okay, um, so... As many of you have been following along with the saga of my office rewatch, yes. I finished <gasps> and then moved immediately into a Parks and Rec rewatch Aww. because, of course. Uh-huh. Um, but there's another, there's a, a new show on Peacock that I watched like the first three episodes of it, and I, I'm really liking it so far. Yeah. It's called Poker Face. And it stars Natasha Leone, and I feel like I've seen ads for it like all over Twitter. I think but I've I don't know. also seen ads for this because I got excited that she was in it. But what's the? Yeah, I'm not remembering. The so premise. it's like it's like an episodic mystery series. So it's like a mystery of the week kind of oh, thing, fun. and she's like traveling around, like on she's like on this road trip. Um, so well, I mean, like in the pilot. Um, something happens that, you know, gives her a reason that she needs to leave where she was living. And that's why she's on the road. She's kind of like on the run. Yeah. But she like goes to like these like little, uh, like little towns that just happen to have had a recent murder and she solves them. I can't, <laughs> it's very convenient. <laughs> I can't think of a better actress to lead that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. She yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. And like her her voice does kind of get on my nerves sometimes, but it fits her, you know? Sure. It fits the character. That's so fair. it's fine. Yeah. I'm gonna probably watch that today. That sounds yeah. really good. It feel it seems like something that would be like right up your alley. Yeah. I love your analysis that just so happens that she can solve the whole thing. <laughs> Just so happens. I love it. Well, and she also has, like, this special ability that, like, she can tell when someone is lying. Yes, I remember watching the trailer. Yeah. Which, I mean, feels like it would make it too easy, right? Sure. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's fine. Oh, but you know what's like really interesting? Something that I like put together. So the show was created by Ryan Johnson, who of course is the writer and director of the Knives Out movies. Yeah. And it it like her ability to like sense when someone is lying reminded me of Marta in Knives Out. Sure. Where she like can't lie without having like a physical reaction. Yeah. So I'm like, what if these two characters met? Oh interesting. Like how interesting would that be? Like, yeah, it would just be like smooth sailing. I don't know. Because they're like the opposite abilities, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I watched. And then I also, you know what? I also rewatched the 2004 miniseries North and South. Oh, which is sure. so good. Yeah. That sounds like so. It's like a, that's like a comfort rewatch. Yeah. What have you been watching? Let's see. I oh well, I've been watching. So I I've been speaking a lot about Critical Role this month, and they yeah I noticed they're being given animated series of their campaigns. So I was watching the that first one of those. That just seems like overkill. I love it. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so good and it's so fun. Like, where does it end with these people? Never. <laughs> It's never <laughs> over. You know what? It's kind of fun though because if you don't want to watch, if you don't want to watch the four-hour um, actual game, you can get it in twenty minutes. So that's kind of a nice thing. Um, and the the art is beautiful, and the the music is it funny? Is, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Okay. The, I don't think I'd be able to stomach it if it if if it was like very self serious. No, I'd be like, mm, what are you doing? No, absolutely. <laughs> you just made like a show about your D and D game because you think you're so cool. Like they're come on. all like there's a bunch of improvisers in it. They're all really amazing. Like the production value was really good. There's a lot of like heartwarming and humorous moments, and it's even though it's like animated, it's definitely not for kids either. So. Um. Yeah, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Good. And then love that for you. <laughs> what else? Um, what else have you watched? Oh, what did we watch together, Erin? Oh my gosh, friends! <laughs> we saw Megan at ten thirty <laughs> on Megan. a Sunday. Ten thirty on a Sunday morning, and there were other people in there. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, one person brought their kid. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about a doll. It's a kid's movie, clearly. And then they walked out. I almost started laughing. They walked out like halfway through. And I was like, yeah, this oh, is Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. And the seven-year-old was like, just really sweet and obviously was just excited to be like at a movie with her mom. And then, <laughs> and then that was the movie they were given. I felt bad uh <laughs> um, but it was so funny though i enjoyed <laughs> i laughed so much i enjoyed the crap out of that movie i really it did. was so good like it was i like it knew it knew what it was you know it knew, yes um, it knew exactly what it was and just leaned into it so hard when when megan starts like fully killing children <laughs> oh man the part where she like pulls the kid's ear off oh. i was i like i had like i had like my hands in front of my face uh-huh. such that i could only see half of the screen uh-huh. <laughs> because i can't like i cannot i cannot with like body horror totally I'm like, can't yeah can't do that i don't know why i love zombies so much sure. but anyway <laughs> Um, but then I also, so Aubrey Plaza hosted SNL last weekend. Did you watch? No. (laughs) So they did like a Megan sketch (laughs) where where it's like, it's like the sequel to Megan and like Aubrey Plaza was, was like the new Megan. Oh, I love (laughs) that. And then also Weekend Update had a special guest appearance from from april ludgate uh-huh i saw that yeah it was so good so i was like good. oh i miss them I, come back come back we need you leslie no nope. need you right now come back 
It's a quarter after 11. We're a little drunk and we need you now. Yeah. Honestly, nope. I, I, I'm not drunk, but. There was that song that happened a long time ago about how she's. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I knew, I think I knew what you're referencing. I got worried. It's like, oh no. It's a bit. Does no one remember this song? <laughs> I remember this song. Okay. I mean, yeah. Good. It's a quarter after one. I'm a little drunk and I need you now. I once had an ex-boyfriend who said, I think that song's really spiritual. And I was just... What? I'm still laughing about it. Oh, my gosh. So there's it's that It's really for spiritual. Mm-hmm. What sure. a pretentious man. I just need you now. Wait, was this the same guy who was like, can I get another diet? Oh, gosh. that You know, my history is just a, a, a littered, littered with the finest. Um, no. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, I still think about that story from time to time. <laughs> Can I get another diet? You know, my early 20s were quite a time. <laughs> I mean, we all had, like, the online dating yeah. stories from our early 20s. Yeah. Like, that was... <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Anyway... So, was that it? Was that all you were watching? Yeah. Uh, it was. Have you been watching Abbott Elementary? I ha- yes. I also am caught up on on my Abbott. Okay, good. Sometimes I, I was going to say. <laughs> sometimes before, so I have to leave my house at six thirty to get to my school, and so sometimes I'll wake up at six and watch an Abbott before I go like teach. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Watch an Abbott. <laughs> Watch a little Abbott. Get my fix of Watch Cheryl Lee Ralph. I just uh, need her. Yeah. I, She's so good. I'm fully obsessed with her. I think she, her comedic timing is uh-huh. just incredible. And her, like, you, she must know someone who is her character because it's just right. so perfected. Yeah. 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 It's so perfect. So Abbott Elementary is what everybody should go watch right now. It's true. That's just just watch it. Like I don't care. Just like you no know, excuses. You guys, you need just to go like watch, watch it. it. <laughs> just watch it. Um. Yeah. Well, that's what we're watching. That's what that's we're what watching. Have, have watched. Uh-huh. That's what we're watching right now. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that, listeners. I hope you liked it. And let us know what you're watching. We want to hear. Yeah. What what sh- what do you recommend? Like what should should we be watching? What do you recommend? Or my other favorite favorite thing? What do you despise? What do you not? Ooh yes. What's like the worst thing? Judgy you've ever Aaron seen? comes out. I love. Yeah, <laughs> Judgy Aaron is. Judgy Aaron is is looking for some new fodder. It's true. For <laughs> always. So let her know. So let me know. <laughs> Not Megan, though. Megan was perfect. It was perfection. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've said well like four or five times now to try to transition into. <laughs> and, and I keep like not transitioning. So we're now going to talk about. <laughs> I love it. I could use the, the John Oliver transition. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so short and to the point. Yeah. Um, moving on. Let's. Let, are we ready to wrap up this Stranger Things? I think talk? we're yeah, we're ready to move on to we're doing it. Stranger Things, the things that are strange, or but slightly more strange, slightly <laughs> more strange than Stranger Things. Yes. Things that are slightly more strange would be another way of saying things that, Stranger Things. Things that might be a little um, <laughs> bit stranger than this thing that we're looking at right now. Um. Yeah. So we. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know how we're going to get through this. We got this. <laughs> it is. We got this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. You know what? F*** it. I don't care. 
Oh, I just swore on a podcast. Oh no, there's no way to ever take that back. Um, so, (laughs) um, yeah. So as we're like wrapping up, um, I think we, we both ended up kind of diving into a little bit of like pop culture context for Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, like things that like, you know, like things that have inspired Stranger Things and also maybe a little bit of like how Stranger Things has impacted pop culture sure. and media. Um, yeah. So I think that like, you know, when I think about things that are like that, I definitely see an influence mm-hmm. from these things in Stranger Things. Um, I think of like classic 80s kids adventure movies like the goonies yeah or like stand by me can kind of fit into that um and also like it which you know stand by be stand by me is based on a stephen king story and of course it is a stephen king novel yeah um but then we like what there's also some other 80s media like the Breakfast Club yeah. and like other John Hughes movies that sort of um maybe inspired like the high school dynamics yeah. of Stranger Things. And then of course we have like, you know, like the classic 70s and 80s sci-fi and horror. Yeah. Um things that are like um like the things that are like more like overtly referenced by characters right um things that that maybe informed the sensibility of those genre elements in stranger things yeah so like alien and again stephen king i think you really see that influence in there um yeah so like i feel like those are kind of the things that we all just like automatically think of when we think of like oh like these are the, you know, these are the things that clearly influence Stranger Things. Um, I actually even pulled up the Stranger Things fandom wiki, uh-huh. and there's a whole page for influences and references, and I linked it here in our notes, cool. and I can link it um, in show notes. Um, but it's, like, a very, very long list yeah. of, like, films and television but, like, actually not a lot of, like, literary references, which is what, you know, of course, I was really trying to look for. Right, Um, Because, of course, like, we have the the Stephen King influence in there in, you know, several of King's works, I I feel like, could be said to have influenced Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, But I also, when I was kind of doing this research, I found a piece that was talking about, like, a more general literary, like, specifically 1980s literary sensibility in Stranger Things, um, which I found fascinating. So the font, if you remember, if you know, like, the font of Stranger, yeah. of the title Stranger yeah. Things, um, when it appears on screen. So that font is called uh, Ben Guiat, maybe, or Ben Guiat. I don't know okay. how to say it. It's spelled B-E-N-G-U-I-A-T. And this font probably looks very familiar. It's been used on the covers of several Stephen King novels. Sure. And it's also the font that's used for the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Cool. Yes. So Choose Your Own Adventures, for anyone who doesn't know, Choose Your Own Adventure was a children's book series. I think that started in the 80s and it continued like into the 90s and I think like even like into the 21st century. Yeah. Um, so it were it, it they were these books that you would start out um it and it it, it was in like direct address, like second person. So yeah. it says like you do this and you find out that blah blah blah. And then you have to make a choice, like, do you want to choose this path or this path? And then you, you know, would turn to that page and, and like the story would continue. And one of my, you, you, yeah, like you read these, right? Oh, one of my favorite YouTube channels does them a lot. They're really fun. They're really fun to listen to. I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, like, did you did you read them as a kid? I never had. I would have if I had ever, like, had access to any, for oh, sure. Okay. Um, but I've, I feel like they're in, like, every school library. Yeah, but. if I had known to be on the, the raid to look out for them. But I've, uh, yeah, I've listened to a great many of them. And they're really, really fun. I really like them, especially... Yeah. They get at that like high fantasy silliness that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them were more of like they're more like adventure, like like contemporary based, like kind of thriller adventure kind of yeah. stories. Um, rather than like high fantasy. Um oh. I mean there were some that had like fantastical elements that had I mean like I think there was one that had like wizards or something. But um See that's interesting because then I think I I think I listen I listened to a different type of them from that time period because all of the ones that I watch are like you're going on a quest and it's very D and D esque, but then it's oh, okay. like a so I think I just I've um experienced like i think maybe less classic ones i don't know um but yeah Yeah, i mean like there were some that like maybe like later ones went into more of like high fantasy but i think the earlier ones were more of like they were more like indiana jones-esque kind of adventures which i mean indiana jones is is fantasy right sure sure we had this whole discussion (laughs) in our our indiana jones uh episode but uh yeah so um so like choose your own adventures like are definitely like even like just the types of stories like you can see that kind of influence in stranger things for sure and then i think it's interesting that like that format of choose your own adventure has kind of like it it's like people have tried to do that with like screen media uh-huh. like they've attempted like Netflix has done a few different <laughs> things like there was the yeah. there was the Kimmy Schmidt special that was like a choose your own <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Choose your own ending. Um and then there was like um Black Mirror okay. had a special that was like that. Um yeah, very interesting. I would love to see a Stranger Things special. Yeah. Where it was like choose your own. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think that this is like the literary influence of Choose Your Own Adventure. I think that the the choice to use that font for the Stranger Things title was clearly a very deliberate choice sure. to evoke that same kind of feeling, both with the Choose Your Own Adventure books and with the Stephen King's the Stephen King books that the t- the covers use that font. So in this article that I found that kind of discusses this literary sensibility, it says um, the Duffer brothers sent the design company that did the show's title sequence around 15 different book covers, <laughs> including several Stephen King books. Aside from reading the typeface tea leaves, each episode begins with a title card labeling each episode chapter one uh-huh. and so on. Right. So there's this very, like, definitely, it it even harkens back to, like, an even older sensibility with, like, serialized storytelling. Um, Absolutely. You know, like, like, even, like, you know, like, the Tarzan adventures, like, when they were first serialized um, as adventure stories, you know, in the early 20th century. Like, I think it's kind of calling back to that same tradition. And then (laughs) regarding Stephen King, um, this same article, so this is in um, The Federalist, by the way, and I'll link the article as well in show notes. Uh, But this article quotes Stephen King, (laughs) who who has said, watching Stranger Things is like watching Steve King's greatest hits. I mean that in a good way. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, and so the article, like, elaborates, if you like the idea of close friends fighting bullies and the supernatural, in addition to The Body, which is a Stephen King story that um, also, like, The Body was also the title of an episode of Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, so It and Dreamcatcher yeah. um, fit in with, with that theme. 
And then you have like young girls who can barely control their powerful telekinetic abilities. So of course that's like Carrie and Firestarter, which are both Stephen King books. Right. Um, and then um, we also have like the exploration of small town secrets. Yeah. So this article cites Salem's Lot or the Tommyknockers for Stephen King novels that explore that. So it's, it's, it, like, yes, like, it's a very, very much a Kingian sensibility. That, yeah. That we're, I don't know if that's a word, Kingian? We got it. It's, it is now. Okay. Stamp it. Kingian sensibility. Um, <laughs> and then it does also, like, touch upon, like, refer- like passing references to H.P. Lovecraft um, and then, like, kind of defining horror writers of the 70s and 80s. It specifically mentions Clive Barker, which I'm not too familiar with his work, um, but there's apparently a little bit of of, of influence from there. Okay. Um, have you read anything by Clive Barker? I haven't. Yeah, no. Okay. Anyway, so, like, I think that it's interesting. So we have, like, um, I think It by Stephen King as being like the most recognizable um sort of strand of thread of influence like thread of dna that we see Mm -hmm. in stranger things and then also with like the choose your own adventure series and like both of those are very much like I mean, it is not for children, but it is. The first half is about children um, who, you know, band together and go on, like, and have this kind of, like, fantastical adventure and ultimately triumph by working together. Um, And uh, I think that, you know, we see that same idea, that same thread in literary tradition, going back even further than Stephen King. I mean, yeah. we just talked about the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> this is not a new idea. Like, the idea of, you know, children, a group of children who come together, who have this fantastical experience yeah. and work together to defeat, you know, something that is threatening yeah. um, their, you know that is threatening like the good or or that is even threatening lives um within their world that's and uh, i yeah sorry oh go ahead oh that's wheel of time too you know that's yeah so many good absolutely good yeah yeah it's star wars yeah it's <laughs> yeah um but yeah i just i just uh really loved that idea and I think that, like, I mean, you know how I feel about Stranger Things uh-huh. as a show. Like, I think that there are better things you could spend your time with <laughs> than Stranger Things. Well, um, I was thinking about it. Remember back at the beginning of our conversation when we kind of wondered why there was a blowback, like, on um stranger things fans remember when we were mm. talking about that and i th- yeah i think it might be because like there's even better stories to be told within the world of like not even i don't mean to say mm. even there are vastly better stories to be told within yeah. the D framework you know you can do literally anything and so there's even better things that you could be doing with your group of friends than... I feel like there's better stories that you could tell within the world of Stranger Things. Totally. Than the one that they're telling. Totally. Like, as we kind of alluded to last week, where we had in, what, in season two, there was this whole, you know, other story about the, you know, the kids in Chicago who were, like, working together to fight, um the you know the lab that was like doing experiments or like yeah. i want that story Absolutely. i want to see that story that is one that i would watch yeah yeah but yeah anyway <laughs> um yeah so it is interesting like so i also i i'm i'm hoping that you're going to talk a little bit more about paper girls because that was another 
Um, another work that when I was kind of looking into this, that that came up a few times as something that, um, you know, is a good touch point for discussing these themes and Stranger Things. So, yeah. Um, Tell me about that. I, you know, I still haven't finished it just because life is lifey. But I can say that, Mm -hmm. like, Paper Girls feels a little bit more true to its original format as a graphic novel. You know, like, Mm -hmm. the world is so beautifully put together. It looks um, out of a visual medium on the page. You know, it's really... um, I don't know. I think it also does it better than Stranger Things, this kind of a like coming of age, we have to fight the baddies story because it doesn't rely on um, a young a young woman who is fighting to control her powers like that really bothers me in Stranger Things. Like, can we let her be a little bit more? um, What's the word? independent than she is can we Mm. let her be a little a little stronger and more controlled than she is i like Elle is one of my favorite characters but i wish that they would give her more agency um Mm -hmm. like there's the there's this whole scene where like she's in she's getting made fun of in high school and she has to she had to move to a new town and i think it's in the beginning of season 3 she had to move to a new town she um is having a really hard time cuz like things have gone wrong or things have been different and she can barely control her powers so she like beats someone up or uses them or no sorry she discovers she doesn't have her powers anymore and gets made fun of and the whole thing just felt like removing any agency that that this female identifying character had like they take away her powers they show her trying to use them and staying like still and then getting made fun of by her whole school because she looks like someone who just believes that she has powers but she doesn't and the whole thing just and then she gets bullied even more and things go downhill for her and it just felt like such an unnecessary plot point like in yeah. instead of having l and i know this is going to go back to paper girls i promise but um <laughs> the whole thing i just had this thought when you were um reading the article quote um it really felt like at a moment where l could be rising to power they take them from her and then focus on the boys in the cast and it just felt like yeah. Is that what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, she becomes, and she, the whole time she's just writing, like, letters to Mike, like, and wondering, like, oh, does he still love me? Like, are we still whatever? And it, the whole thing switches to their romantic relationship. Mm, yeah. And he goes on this big, like, quest, and she is left in this random town, um, like and that that this is when she goes to the mall and then mm. <laughs> they they get a fashion montage where she and Max where she and um Sadie Sink's character like do makeovers and talk about how mm. awful the boys they're dating are to them and it just felt like what are we doing mm-hmm. here that kind of reminds me of like what we talked about in um our bonus episode about like like uh like femininity and power mm-hmm. in fantasy how like the female if the female character has like power or ability she has to make a choice between that and her femininity yeah and like there's no like the narrative never leaves any space for her to have both yeah. <laughs> like that's what this kind of sounds like to me absolutely and it like yeah, it just left a bad taste in my mouth that I um that then when we switch over to something like Paper Girls where the entire group um are these female identifying characters who are given strength um and power from like day 1, it's just kind of like Duffer Brothers, what are you mm-hmm. what are you doing here, friends? Um 
why can't why can't L have continued to like if you really need your misfit trope and I get it I'm a misfit I I understand but why, why can't am I such a misfit <laughs> why can't we give the misfits the power instead of like you didn't need to have that moment of everyone laughing at L you could have mm-hmm. had her going through any of the myriad of things you go through when you're beginning to be a teenager and these strong powers and you could have had it be how do I mitigate these feelings that I'm having that I'm growing and becoming you know a, an adult or whatever and also learning to be even better with my powers instead mm-hmm. of oh we're going to take them from her we're going to make the entire thing like the entire group of people laugh at her and then she's going to go to a mall with her friend and they're going to talk about how awful their boyfriends are <laughs> those are different things <laughs> so, so um yeah i just come on like i yeah <laughs> i just get frustrated anyway that's <laughs> that's that um and like i really want to read paper girls i've only seen a few episodes but um i just want to I want to see my my strong youth um, leaning into their powers instead of being kind of like having them taken Meh. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of cool because it is what they're doing. Like it is what educators around the country are doing with D and D the game. Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's a bunch of different educators who are like also angry that Elle got her powers taken away. <laughs> and like, that's why D and D is being largely like brought into the classroom and D and D is being used. Like if you're working with a kid who could use some leadership skills, you're handing them like the dungeon master book and you're having them orchestrate these big fantasy stories and things like that. Um, All of that stuff that we're starting to see kind of in response to these um, themes that are explored in stranger things, these themes that maybe at one time were explored in dungeons and dragons. Um, there's been just a massive push to use it because, you know, I have a quote here, actually. Um, oh, love a quote. I got a quote um, just about all the ways that D&D 5th edition is a little bit different um, than other editions. Um, here it is. Um, um So in terms of like, I really like this quote because um, I'll just read it and then we can break it apart. But we just chose in fifth edition to really put a point on the fact that character creation is um, pretty wide, wide ranged. Um, The thing we really wanted to do was just make sure that all of these ideas of acceptance and welcoming were not just in our thoughts only, but written down. And I think that that's, like, it's a simple thing to say, but I think that's a piece that gets missed a lot of time is mm, people mm-hmm. talk about it and people, um, like, put it on their poster, or their flyer. We are inclusive, right? We mm-hmm. are um, we are inclusive. We want you here. But then there's no follow through and there's nothing that actually happens with it often. Um, but it, it became part of, like, the character creation model in D&D. Um, so... Another quote in the latest edition of the player's handbook, there are no benefits or drawbacks to playing as a certain gender. Um, Male character, male identifying characters, for example, aren't innately stronger than female identifying characters. Um, And um, players are not just allowed, but encouraged to, in the book's own words, think about how your character does or does not conform to the broader culture's expectations of sex gender and sexual behavior um, as well as to explore beyond binary notions of sex and gender when creating character. So it is no longer, um, 
it's no longer like a man's world, right? It's very much mm-hmm. like reflective of the yeah. character of the people that are playing. Um, Which like it's it that seems like such a, an obvious thing, absolutely. Right? Like it seems like. Yeah, this is a fantasy world that we are making up. Absolutely. Like, it does not have to conform to our world's no. rules about, you know, gender or, yeah. Like, it just, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how, why has it taken this long for, Absolutely. for that to be, yeah, accepted in, in a fantasy game? Like, <laughs> as I was reading that, and as, whenever we discuss, um, inclusion it always feels to me like too little too late and I'm so happy it's happening (laughs) but it also feels like (sighs) okay Mm, uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah Um, (laughs) well and I mean and that's not to say that like I'm sure that um that like you know people who have been playing Dungeons and Dragons like for decades like there probably are you know players who have not cared about, of course, you know, like the you know gender binaries and expectations when they're creating their characters. Um, but still, to have like the official source, yeah, for this game and for this world to make a statement like this, like you're right, like it is, it is like encouraging and it's the right thing, but it's also just like. Why, why? <laughs> like, why, why do we live in a world where it was even necessary for them to say this? Like, that's the. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I always wonder, like, I saw this as an article, but I always wonder, like, when things like this are, are put out, when articles like this are put out, when a new super expensive player handbook is being released, <laughs> it's like, yeah, how much are you trying to, like, harm, like, benefit monetarily not to play devil's Mm. advocate but i do always my ears prick a little bit but um yeah but i'm also well and isn't aren't there a lot i mean there are like you can buy like the official handbooks but aren't there also a lot of like kind of open source resources for for dnd i think there i think people who play it are trying to make it that way and there's an mm-hmm. app now with D&D 5th edition um and there's something called D&D Beyond but a lot of it still stays pretty like expensive unfortunately mm, okay. and a lot of like that is a barrier um to talk yeah. about as well is the cost of some of these things um yeah 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 hmm. interesting um which is why it's kind of cool that like when teachers use it, they make copies of prompts or copies of like character um, development sheets and just give them to their their students, which I think is kind of like mm-hmm. beating the system a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just like, especially teachers who put it in like the middle school space where you just feel awkward in your skin walking down the hallway. Like I think mm-hmm. it's really an important time to be doing um, this kind of a game and like working on your public speaking and your critical thinking and your math skills and your um, plot development skills all while also working on um, like social emotional things like building relationships and mm-hmm. I'm just, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of cool. This article about the teachers um, actually quotes um, Geek Girl Con <laughs> up in Seattle. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, as like being a, a good space love to Geek bring. Yeah. Amazing. Um, a good space to bring like your teens or your um, middle grade students who are wanting to play with other people. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes me want to play D&D. I kind of want to play now. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, I've always been in I've always been like intrigued by it. And I I mean, I've played like role I Yeah. I've, well, one in particular role-playing game that like the game lasted like over a year. Um, I love but, that. You guys yeah, should get it I want, started again. 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to play. So good society was that one, but I am, I'm interested now in like D and D specifically. Yeah. Cause, Cause it seems like it's, I mean, it's been around for so long and it's had time to develop so much, Yeah, you know, lore and like, there's so many resources for it. Yeah. Totally. Fun. We should, we should get some people together. That would be fun. And do a D&D game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, this is apparently the part of the day where my words disappear. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. I just like short circuited. <laughs> it's almost lunchtime. So, um, well, we did, we did take a quiz. We did take a quiz. Yeah, who are you? I was 11. This says um, Aaron is also 11. That's a character that you haven't <laughs> met yet. Also 11. It's um, That's a different... They, it's her clone. They really <laughs> run out of things to do, so they, they just... Re- <laughs> this is also 11. <laughs> like, oh, she's got a doppelganger. <laughs> no, they're not the same. Like, I can just imagine, like... This is also 11. <laughs> this is also 11 and then like one of the boys wait do you mean that like it's the same as 11 yeah that's what it like some of the dialogue is interesting anyway yeah yeah <laughs> except dustin dustin can do no wrong i think he's hilarious yeah. <laughs> dustin you're doing amazing sweetie <laughs> i love him um i'm well i am also, also eleven. <laughs> that's the third character that's introduced. Eleven also. Eleven also is what that one. Is. I'm eleven also. Like that. <laughs> eleven also. <laughs> that movie on Netflix. What happened to Monday? Where it's six women who are all named Monday and all named for different. Uh, Wait, what? I've never heard of this. There's this Netflix movie called What Happened to Monday <gasps> with Willem Dafoe. Should I watch it? I've never seen it, but I think it's hilarious. Um, So Willem Dafoe is in it for some reason. And like it's seven girls and they're all named after days of the week. And then Monday goes missing. Oh. And so it's called whatever or what happened to Monday. Uh, Um, Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna at least Google that to see if I want to watch it. I don't think um, it's very good. Oh, <laughs> is it old? 2019. It, if it's a Netflix original, then yeah, it can't be super old. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, now we have a recommendation. Um, a little recommendation. Oh no. Recommendation. Oh, no. <laughs> Because we can't say wreck. No. <laughs> we have to shorten it by one syllable to recommendation. <laughs> I had stand in the place where you live. Um, and I was thinking about um, Ben Wyatt's, ben Wyatt's uh, claymation. claymation video. I sent <laughs> this to Leslie and compared it to Avatar. <laughs> I said it was like Avatar. <laughs> Could a depressed person make this? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what a depressed person would yes. make. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love Ben Wyatt. I know. He is, he is the perfect man. <laughs> and he's the perfect partner. I stand too, by I that. Think. Yeah. 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 Um, anywho. Anywho. I am not to the part in Parks and Rec where Ben and Chris show up yet. <gasps> I'm in like early season two so they're not there yet yeah and you know like we talk about how like parks and rec got so much better when ben and chris showed up and that's true but there were still some good episodes before then totally like there's like a season one episode uh boys club yes that episode is so like perfectly written it's so funny so good and people are like, oh, no, season one sucks. No, oh, it doesn't. I love season it's, one. I mean, it's a slightly different show in season one. Yeah. <laughs> but but it still has some good yeah. like writing and some good comedy. I yeah. still, I really love 
the pilot and how it introduces us to Leslie Nope and her relationship uh-huh. <laughs> to the world around her. Like, yes. Having- like the whole sequence with the meeting where she's she tries to open the doors and they're yeah. locked. And then she's like, oh, what a great turnout. And there's like 10 people in this huge auditorium. What a, like, uh, I know in our friend group, we referenced this the other day. The um, I If when I walk in this room, I have to be on and then no one's in there. Like, just what a perfect... <laughs> What a perfect introduction to this character who is so trying so hard for for people and to show up in yeah. the world. And then that's oh. how she gets met. I think that's a really great character building episode. Yeah. We're just going to talk about Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks forever. And Rec now. Yeah, forever and ever. Anyway... We should wrap this up. We should wrap uh, up. Oh, wait. Yes. What are we talking about next month? What are we talking about for February? To all the boys. I've to loved all before. the boys I've loved before. Yeah. Yes, to all the boys. Real good. The movies. I haven't read the books. Me neither. Maybe, maybe we should at least read like the Cliff's Notes. Like the pop in there before. a little bit. Yeah, pop it, pop it in. Yeah, yeah that'll be so that a little, a little Valentine's Day, a little light rom com goodness. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I'm gonna have to rewatch the movies too. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. So yes, join us for February. Yeah. For to all the boys, and Evan, do you have anything to add? No. I'm hungry. I mean, I'm always I'm hungry. Ready for, I'm ready for some lunch. Okay. I want yes. like a burger. So a burger. Oh my gosh. That sounds so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Like, <laughs> that sounded like a sexual oh yeah. No, not at <laughs> I'm, like, all. like thinking about a burger. Not okay. We need to end this. <laughs> yes. All right, folks. Uh, catch you later. Okay, thanks, catch bye. you on the flippity flip. Yeah. Goodbye.